the last word on health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Dr. Brian Higgins joins us for the last word on health and our topic today is erectile dysfunction. And Brian, how common a condition is this? It's, it's, it's more common than you might think. Um, erectile dysfunction probably affects half of men at some point over the age of 40. And after the age of 70, almost 70% of men uh, would experience some amount of erectile dysfunction. Okay, um, but do people report it? Do they go to their doctors to say that they have the condition and that they'd like treatment for it? Um, some people do, and it's actually brilliant. When men come and acknowledge that, that there's an issue, it's, um, it's generally a big relief for them because it's something that men have been thinking about or dealing with or suffering with really for a while before they come and ask for help. But when they do ask for help, there's so much that we can do about it. So yes, absolutely lots of men come and ask for help and are able to get help, but definitely not half of men above the age of 40 are coming and asking for help. So there's certainly a lot of people out there who haven't discussed this with their doctor and are dealing with this or suffering with this in silence and there's lots of help that can be done for them. What are the reasons why a man might develop erectile dysfunction? There's, there's actually quite a few. When you think of erectile dysfunction, erectile dysfunction really isn't uh, a primary, uh, how to say, it's not a condition as such. It's a symptom of an underlying condition. And there's really four big reasons people can have them. There's psychological or um, there is vascular issues, the blood vessel, vessel problems, neurological issues, nervous problems, or like we spoke about last week, hormonal problems such as testosterone deficiency. So when it comes to younger men, um, men under the age of 40, should we say, those guys will present with erectile dysfunction, but it's often a psychological issue. When we look at our nervous system, our nervous system is very interesting. And we all know about our fight or flight um, uh, nervous system, our reaction when we get stressed. But the opposite to that is our rest and digest, the one that allows us to relax and digest our food. And that's the one that we rely on to uh, get and maintain an erection. The problem is that they work like a seesaw. So when somebody gets anxious and that fight or flight adrenaline reaction starts happening, what happens then is blood can escape from the penis. And of course, a person might have maybe not slept enough, um, had a bit too much to drink, uh, had some issues maintaining an erection. And then the next time they go to have sex, think, oh, my gosh, I hope that doesn't happen again. They start to worry about it. And of course, as soon as they worry, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Their adrenaline levels go up and then the erection uh, goes away. And a lot of the time for psychological issues, it's really just uh, education. And occasionally we might use uh, medication like Viagra Connect is available over the counter and can be a really good way just to build back up confidence. And once that confidence is back, the problem is usually solved. But, yeah, and I'll get I'll get back to sorry, carry on, Brian. Yes. Yeah, no, sorry, but then there are more serious issues, and you have to. If somebody once described erectile dysfunction as the canary in the coal mine. Um, when you're older, if you're above the age of forty, and if you're starting to develop heart disease or blood vessel disease, it's very possible that erectile dysfunction can be one of the very first symptoms of it. So it's absolutely not something that should be ignored because it can be an indicator of a much more serious underlying condition. So those are the vascular causes, are they? Exactly. The blood. When you think of what happens in a heart attack, the blood vessels in our heart gets blocked, get blocked. But uh, those same blood vessels supply blood to the penis. So as they get narrow, the pressure in those uh, 
pipes, if you like, aren't as high. So men aren't able to maintain an erection. And by addressing the causes of cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a sedentary lifestyle, you can uh, resolve the erectile dysfunction issues if they're managed early. Now, what about possible neurological causes? Yeah, absolutely. When conditions uh, like diabetes affect both blood vessels and nerve function, this is why erectile uh, dysfunction is a common side effect of poorly controlled diabetes, but also conditions like multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's disease can lead to uh, erectile dysfunction. And then what about hormonal issues, which you sort of referred to last week? Is that the low levels of testosterone? Yeah, exactly. Uh, when we have... Uh, people coming in and they have maybe erectile dysfunction under the age of 40 or over the age of 40 and we haven't diagnosed a vascular and neurological issue and they're not responding to the traditional treatments such as uh, sildenafil which is Viagra Connect um, we might investigate them further and some of those men will have um, uh, testosterone deficiencies. Okay you mentioned alcohol earlier on and the debilitating effect it might have what about other drugs which are perhaps if people are using cocaine which of course is illegal but people actually do Yeah yeah it's uh, there's some uh, so there's some uh, not very pleasant names for it but uh, absolutely uh, cocaine is a, a stimulant and when we think about a stimulant, it's going to increase our adrenaline. So it's going to increase that fight or flight reaction. And that's going to lead then to uh, a difficulty maintaining an erection. Um, obviously, as well, uh, cocaine is a very um, a high rate of developing heart attacks because of cocaine. So cocaine is a very, very, very dangerous drug. But medications that we've prescribed as well. And a lot of the time, uh, many men can actually suffer with erectile dysfunction as a result of blood pressure medication. And um, it's again, it's often something that when we prescribe a medication for somebody for their blood pressure, they might be a little bit afraid or embarrassed to say that they're suffering with erectile dysfunction. And as a result, either may, may suffer with the erectile dysfunction or may just not take the tablets, which is problematic in and of itself. In and of itself. Talk to me about treatments. There are loads of treatments. Um, like any condition, if there's an underlying problem, affected, especially affecting the heart, lifestyle changes can have a dramatic effect. So for people who don't have a good diet, who aren't sleeping enough, who are smoking uh, and aren't exercising, um, changing those uh, negative lifestyle behaviours can have a huge impact on sexual function. Of course, for people with uh, performance anxiety, should we say, psychological support can be really helpful. Uh, there are several medications which are available, which which are brilliant for increasing uh, the pressure in the penis to help maintain an erection. Um, some of them are available over the counter. And when they don't work, there's ones that are available on prescription. Now, what I'd always caution with those is not to use them in isolation. If there's an underlying cardiovascular problem, what if you don't address that, that problem will get worse. And yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you, Brian. Is there not a danger that people will self-medicate and they might actually sort out the issue of erectile dysfunction but could miss something that's far more serious and important? 
Exactly. And I think like uh, sildenafil, which is now an over-the-counter medication, is a really, really safe medication. It's a brilliant medication. My only concern with it being over-the-counter is that people might have an underlying condition that they're not addressing. And if you're on those medications, it's actually fairly well known that they'll only work for about five years because if you don't address the underlying condition, what tends to happen is the blood vessels will deteriorate, that the medications can't work anymore. If that happens, actually, there's penile injections and believe it or not, you can inject um, a little bit of a medication into the base of the penis using a tiny, tiny, tiny needle, which is actually surprisingly painless. And that can be really effective if the medication doesn't work. And believe it or not, there is surgical options. There's these phenomenal um, penile implants or a penile pump, um, which can be placed inside the penis because unfortunately for people with um, nerve damage in the penis, that can be quite hard to rectify. But the, uh, there can be a surgical treatment done which can help men restore very functional and very normal erections. Thank you very much, Dr. Brian Higgins, for joining us on The Last Word in Health. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.